1: plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Roka Rapport podcast. Once again, it's me, Jimmy Loast, in the hot seat. And I'm delighted to say I've been joined by Swedish Under-21 International and former Sunderland forward, Benjamin Mabunga Kimpyoka. Benjamin, how are you doing this evening?
0: I'm doing very good, thank you. I'm doing good, thanks.
1: Good to hear. Rui, is there only one place we can start, to be honest, and that's what's going on with you? Is there still any chance that the Sunderland fans might see you back at the Stadium of the Light next season?
0: Obviously, uh, I've said uh, many times that Sunderland is a club that I love. Obviously, as you know, my, my contract is, is up uh, with the club and uh, Sunderland has offered a contract uh, which my, my me and my family and my age have been looking on, and the contract is still in, like, uh, like it's still negotiating the contract to discuss with my family and for myself what I reckon is the best for 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 all of us. Obviously,
1: is it just someone you're talking to, or are there are other offers on the table? Sort of, what's what's the state of affairs with you at the moment?
0: Uh, I don't want to go into much sure. uh, to about that, you know, but yeah. Like, as I said, like the contract is like we negotiating a contract with my uh, like the family and and the manager to yeah, as I said to find out what's best for me you know
1: cool and how how sort of active just just one last one on this one how how active a role are you taking in these talks? Is it a case of your your agents talking to the club every day or or is it more a week to week thing how How often are you sort of involved in that
0: uh spoke to um the manager, filled a week or maybe a bit shorter than a week, maybe six days. We I spoke to him personally about it. So yeah, I would say around week to week thing. Maybe it's like changes. Maybe yeah, last week I spoke to the manager. I'll say something like that.
1: Okay, cool. And at this stage of your career, if if you were to come back to us, would it would it need to be first team? Would is it maybe another season in the 23s? Is it mixed? What would what would you be, be looking to do if you were to to come back to us ready to go next month?
0: Obviously I would look to go first. Obviously, I have high standards for myself. Even last season, before that, I think I could have played first team if I like last season for me obviously was different stuff like happening, you know. There's a lot of things, a lot of talks, but for now, like I feel I'm ready for first team, you know, push my chance into the team if uh, if I like if I would play there and you know, if not maybe loan but I think like I could I could push myself into the team you know I believe in myself and yeah
1: yeah I mean obviously we're, we're going to go into more detail on some of the successes you've had in the first team and some of your experiences at that level but was that was that ever something that was discussed last season maybe around January time going on loan has that ever been something that you've talked to any of the managers at Sunland about or has it always been thought that you were better off sort of in the under-23s with a view to occasionally being involved in the first team? Uh,
0: I think, I can't really remember exactly, but I would, I think it was a bit of both, you know. Uh, Like, uh, I think it was uh, a couple of times I could have gone alone. I can't remember exactly when, but yeah, it was like, I felt like at that time maybe I was close to the first team or to get my place or something like that but I can't really remember exactly like the situation back there you know
1: yeah sure sure because obviously uh, it's it, you were you have been sort of right on that that brink maybe maybe even in between the, the two teams at times so I would have would have imagined there might have been talks about that sort of yeah at various points yeah that's that's interesting to hear I want to go back to the start you sort of talked about your love of Sunderland you obviously spent four years with the club What what I'm wondering is is sort of like a promising Swedish Youth International, how the opportunity came to come to England at such a young age and and how that came about?
0: Yeah, so obviously uh, it, was with, it was when I was young, uh, 15 years old in Sweden. Mm-hmm. We had like, uh, it's like, a, it's called, uh, I don't know if it's called the same in English, but like districts. So, yeah. so different like districts make like the team of like, for example, my district, they take the 21 best players from that district and then mm-hmm. different districts in Sweden. Then they come down to play each other and then there's a lot of scouts. So uh, scouts from Sunderland that watches like the Scandinavian area scout with me from there. So that's how I came and to a trial. And then I had a trial and then I just as quick as I came there, I just wanted to do my best and to try to get a contract.
1: And what what was that like? Was there any apprehension sort of like you said at fifteen, coming over to a new a new country? coming to england what was what was that sort of t- the talks like with your family weighing that up how did how did you come to the decision that that was the right move for you at the time
0: obviously uh my family is a very like it's a football family you know and they pushed me since i was very young so as quick as i got that like it was nothing but to take it for me you know and they say go and do your best and that was what i was thinking myself you know so for me i was just thinking i'm going on trial there and I'm not coming back, you know. Yeah. Like, like a few places they get the chance to go on trial. They tend to go on trial, and then they enjoy the experience. Then they come home, and then they talk about it. It was a good experience. But for me, it was I have to go there, and like I have to get a contract here. There was nothing else in my mind. So that was the only only way I was seeing. It.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you just you just had that mentality that you had tunnel vision that that was where you were going to get to, and it was it was going to work out for you one way or another. What. What was sort of the biggest shock to the system? Sort of Sweden versus England. What was the the thing that you you weren't expected for? Or you found the toughest to adapt to in your first few months in the country.
0: Oh, I would say a lot. Um, like for example, the time of the ball. Like, but uh, like in Sweden, I could when I like in youth level when I took the ball, I could take the ball and dribble, and I had time on the ball. I could do like almost whatever I wanted. And then like in England. When I came and we, for example, had preseason games against all the teams, you think it would be easy because they were older, like men, and like in low division, but they would still like tackle you hard. And, mm. Like they didn't care like what age you were. So just the quickness and the like aggressive and the tackles and all of that. And the competitiveness, it was just a different like environment. But like I just felt straight away that I loved it. Like this was meant for mm. me, like the competitiveness.
1: Yeah, that's sort of more physical. That's one thing about going on loan. Everyone talks about the toughness of the lower leagues and the, how aggressive those guys can be. Yeah. Was there was there anything off the pitch that kind of you were like that that really stood out in the early months as wow, this is this is completely different to what I'm used to. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: First of all, the food. Obviously, I can't like my family. My mom's a chef. She's been a chef mm-hmm. now. She's finished with that. Like, uh, so the food here is high standards in the house. You know. If mom make something that's not good. It's, you know, there's lots of arguments happening. So when mm. I came to England, like I'm I have to be honest, I'm not the fa- I'm not so big of a fan of the breakfast yeah. and like the food and stuff. So the food I will say is not my favorite part.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Outside of football, yeah obviously it's a different I didn't think about it so much, like when I came over, like I just played football and went straight back to home. Yeah, I bet. You know, just try to get ready for the next day. Just wanted the next day to come as quick as possible. So maybe, like, just try to do stuff to make time go quick, you know, maybe play PlayStation. Sure. Watch Netflix and stuff like that, you know.
1: What What sort of things did the club do for you? How sort of hands-on were they? You come over, like you said, at a midway through your teen years. What what did they do to help you settle? How, how often were they checking in with you?
0: Um Obviously, you could... Go talk to the coach whenever you wanted, mm. like whenever you felt that you have to, like you had to and stuff. So it always helps you with that. And like it was always lots of different coaches. and it didn't even have to be your own personal coach, like for your team at that time. It could be a goalkeeper coach or a coach for the younger ones that just like checked on you and like how stuff was. And even like some players, like for me at the time, Joel was there and Oscar, like two Swedish mm. players and they helped me a lot as well. Uh, because uh, they knew coming to a new country at a young age is difficult. You know, you don't have family or friends or stuff. So yeah,
1: yeah, it must have been nice to have people you could lean on. They, they, yeah, must have must have been a huge help, definitely. Um, and I'd imagine Joel's just just a great person to lean on. I guess in that case.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Is there any other sort of people that you shared a really good relationship with through the years at Sunland or people you looked at that you were very close to?
0: Obviously, I've, I've had a lot of players, like I've known like a few players, but some of them doesn't even play for the club anymore, but some under Three players, some players, for example, like Barley Mumba, hmm. Lee Connolly, Joel Soro, and uh, I've had some different, like Jack Diamond, or uh, two players that just left, Williams left to Middlesbrough, and Ahmed in France. So I've made Rahid, I've made a few of, like more players, but I probably forgot to mention some few, other few, but like yeah, it's good, very good personalities at the club. Uh, it's always been that, so yeah, always grateful to meet people like that. Yeah,
1: brilliant, and that's that's a perfect segment because the EFL Trophy was really your avenue into the first team. I think up until the semi-finals, there was only one game you missed in that twenty eighteen nineteen season in that competition. How much did you enjoy that as a route into the first team?
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a very good experience. You know, I'm grateful for the managers Jack Roth and Potts and Fowler for giving me the chance to to come and to play, and they give in me. So grateful for that, and it was very, very fun. Even if it even wasn't a full stadium, it was only the one side, but like I could feel the the t- some the, the taste of the Sunderland fans already, and I loved it so much.
1: Yeah, and it really was a competition that it felt on a personal level with you. As the games were on, sort of the Man City Under-21s game, the Newcastle game, the more games you play, you really seem to grow and get better as the competition wore on on the personal level, I thought.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree, I would agree. Because uh, obviously confidence is a very, very big thing in football. And it's something you, get, you have to build your own confidence. you got to earn your confidence, you know. So every chance I got, I had to uh, prove myself, you know, and do my best every game, you know.
1: How much did you feel a part of the first team, like you said, that you, you enjoyed um, sort of the conversations you had, the training you had under Jack Ross and James, James Fowler? How how sort of integrated into the first team were you around that time when we're playing in that competition sort of every two weeks at one point? Uh, I
0: was training a lot with them, training a lot with them, training games with them. Uh, obviously, I was training with the 23s as well. Uh, but uh, I haven't, you know, fully earned like... Uh, first team like player that you know because there's a lot more you have to do to you know feel like a first team player at that stage but I got, I would say I got a good taste of it and uh, yeah I enjoyed it yeah.
1: Is that quite difficult sort of going, going between the two sort of maybe I don't know being invited over to train with the first team on one day and then having to get prepared for a, another game on the Monday or whatever with the 23s how how easy is that to sort of adapt to as a player?
0: Um, To be fair, in the beginning for me, it wasn't tough, you know, because I just love to play football Mm. because that's the biggest blessing in my life, uh, family and football. So for me, uh, I didn't think about it that much at the beginning. But then at some point when when the contract offer came in and like I started to hear stuff and blah, blah, blah and this and that, you know, I started to think more, you know, I started thinking this and that, which is very bad for myself, you know. I always had coaches to tell me because they they realized that it was tough for me to go back and forth and having this contract offer, and you know the stuff I was him off the pitch and with other things you know they they could they they could see that i I was thinking a lot you know what I mean, so I always getting the advice that just don't forget to just love football and play the game and have fun because you started to you start to forget that as like we can see that in you and I tried to listen but yeah, it was at the beginning wasn't wasn't a problem, but then for myself, I started to I started to overthink stuff, you know.
1: Yeah, and would, would that have been sort of round about January time, twenty nineteen? Like you said, with the contract offer, you then had um, Stuart Donald come out, and, and mm-hmm. he sort of talked about not wanting to see you in the first team until so he signed a deal. Was that really maybe the the toughest period for you at Sunderland?
0: Yeah, that I uh, yeah, that would be the I would say that was the toughest period from for me. Yeah, the the very start when I came, when when I have to deal with my family, without being without living my family, and that part were probably be the two toughest moments. Like I didn't call home to family because I don't want them to know that it wasn't going so well for me. You know, I just want them to hear positive things. I was just keeping a lot of stuff to myself. You know, and I think that that hurt me quite a lot.
1: When did it come back to them? When did when did they actually? sort of find out about that stuff? Did they find out through someone else or did you eventually have to, to call back or or what happened there?
0: Mm, I think it was it was through the... There was one thing, I don't know how to say it, like a headline or something like that. Yeah. But when it said that I wasn't going to play in the first team until this and that, and then my brother saw that and, and then he asked me if it was true and I didn't know because, you know, stuff you read you know, I don't really read into it that much or believe to it because, you know, anyone can write an article or something. But they they realized that, like, they asked me, like, you, you don't sound very well. Is it something this and that? And I, I, I always just say, no, 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 fine, I'm fine. But, you know, they know, like, they know, like, when I don't feel well. So they obviously found out and they spoke to me and stuff. And I think it was a period after that, uh, my mom, I think my mom and dad came over. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a weird situation because on one side, obviously, you've got to do what's best for you, and what's best for Sunderland mightn't be best for you, and obviously, you know, there's two different factors, and it's 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 not easy. It's it's not an easy decision signing contracts, mm-hmm. making decisions on where you're going to live and where you're going to go. It's definitely not easy, especially if-, if the club hadn't given you clarity. When when you did see that headline, was who, who did you then speak to at the club to try and find out more? Was it Jack Ross or Elliot Dickman? Who was the person that kind of cleared things up for yourself?
0: Uh, to be honest with you, I don't, I can't really remember exactly what I, like what I did or, but I just remember that I was just trying to like ignore it, or, like or don't believe it, uh, which was wrong. I probably should have asked or maybe like, cause it's never wrong to ask a question. That I think, me thinking into that even more and more made me become more like use that frustration on the training and on the pitch and maybe not trying as much maybe becoming a bit ignorant or something and then that maybe just hurt my football and my performances and then you know and then like you start blaming like stuff and that so like I don't know something like that I can't remember exactly but.
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, I and I I get where you're coming from, that, that you thought, right, I'm just going to knuckle down and focus on me and, and focus what on what I can control rather than maybe worry about other factors that you're, you're not 100% sure on. Uh, Stuart Donald obviously first said the comment that we don't want another Josh Madger situation in, in reference to you, that there's a contract offer there. We don't really want him on the first team until he signed it on our podcast. But then Jack Ross said to the media, No, he can play. And then at the same time we signed a lot of players, we signed Lewis Morgan. Other players came back from injuries. So there wasn't there was a lot of competition for your place in the first team anyway. So it was very hard for us to read between lines as to what was true or wasn't true as well. So it was it was just a, a bizarre situation all round, really.
0: yeah, I know. Uh, I was thinking the same way, um, but I was just not trying to think at anything at all because, uh, yeah, and, like, I was not trying to show that it affected me because me, as a person, I can I can say that I keep a lot of feelings for myself. So, like, I don't try to show much, like, feelings, you know, because mm. I just, I just uh, especially to family and that, uh, uh, even to this day, which maybe isn't a good thing, but it's just the way I am, you know. So at that moment, when that situation was like that, I was just trying to handle it by myself, which I maybe shouldn't have done, you know, maybe a last time, or you know, stuff for support because it was a tough time for me, you know.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a big experience in your career that you can learn from. And the other thing I wanted to touch on is, obviously, like I said, you flourished in that EFL trophy competition, played really well, was then... Trying to get more opportunities in the first team, you're on the bench, you got on against Peterborough in a big game, you had a few other experiences. What was it like around that time, around about Christmas, um eighteen months ago when you were sort of in and out of the first team picture? What was it like being on the bench in sort of full full stadium of light and in big games? Yeah, um,
0: obviously you say it's it's one of them feelings you can't explain. Um At the start, you know, when when like when you're a young player and you come, you get for example when you get subbed on, and like just like the love you get from the fans, like when the whole stadium is shouting just because Mm -hmm. like you're a young young exciting player that they want to see, and just that like when you hear that like roar or shout from the stadium, it's like a feeling I you just can't explain. It's impossible. It's like almost like scoring a goal when when I got subbed on. Um, So at that time I was just after a game. I was just Reddit. I just wanted to like go to bed, start the next day as quick as possible and wanted a week to come to the weekend and just try to get in a team or something like that because the, the feeling is, is literally uh, you can't describe it, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, um that, that goal against Coventry was 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 incredible. They obviously went on to become the champs and, and like I, I remember going mad when, when that went in. I'm sure every Sunderland fan did. Um how how long does that high last? Like you said, you're just waiting for the next Saturday, the next game after that. Sort of take me through, yeah, trying to calm down and, and, and enjoy that moment, your first goal in the league.
0: Um, obviously, for me, like the way I am, uh, after the goal during the game, yeah, it was a great feeling. But and the players around you and the manager, they like, as soon as you get in the change room, they congratulate you, and then after that, they make like they want to make sure that okay, tomorrow's okay, train, train again, be the best player in training, run the hardest, you know. And then make sure, so not that you forget about the goal, obviously they congratulate you and like you deserve it, but that's not close to enough. So you can't be satisfied with one goal, even if it's a good feeling. You have to want to score more goals every game. You need to start, need to, that's the mentality you have to have and that's the support you get from players and staff around you. So yeah, I'm grateful for that. Yeah.
1: Obviously you've played a number of different positions across the forward line when you, when you have come on under different managers. In the first team, I was wondering where, where you enjoy playing and, and sort of where you think your best position is.
0: Um, it's quite different, really. Um, when I came to Sunderland, I came as a left winger. Yeah, because um, I was like more skinnier, more quick. And after the years, I did a lot of gym. I became like bigger. And then, like for the Sweden the national team, I became like a, more like a target striker. And then when Jack Ross came in, I became a striker too. So I've been a lot, so most of my career I've been a striker now, I would say. But obviously, I like to get on the ball. So I don't know, I like like to play central, but I don't know, I could play both nine or like drop off the nine a little bit to to control the ball. But yeah, just anywhere up front here.
1: Okay. And at the moment with Phil, have you had any conversations about where he sees as your best position, where he'd maybe envision you playing if you were to come back?
0: Um I'll, I'll probably I'll probably guess uh, mm-hmm. as a striker. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. I can I can like it for me it's not a problem to play behind striker or to the left or to the right. Yeah, but like what I played, for example, Sweden striker and the most game strikers. So
1: I sort of wanted to to move on to, to last season, having played so many games in the first team, having played obviously in the five EFL trophy games, come on in another four. League One games. Did you set any targets for the amount of first team appearances you wanted to make, or anything like that? Uh,
0: not really. I, I was I wasn't setting a target like that. I was more thinking like just to get it, like to get it to start uh, to get start a game in in the league. Uh, that was that was the first one I wanted to get to start a game for me.
1: Nearly happens. Nearly happened after the Coventry game. I would have thought. I would have thought mm. that must have been a discussion that the coaches had after that game. You came on again obviously in the next game, but I did think maybe that might have been that might have been the chance that might have been the one where he where he gave you the nod ahead of will did you bang on the on the manager's door at all about that one or or try and force your foot through then
0: yeah, no not really i was i was just um I was expecting maybe like the chance to start the next game after that would would be higher uh when I didn't start obviously i'm a very i'm a very very competitive guy but. Oh, I just had to to keep showing it on the pitch and in the trainings and stuff. So, yeah.
1: How do you find the experience of being on the bench and sometimes not getting on? Because there have been a lot of times where maybe a game's been close, both under Jack Ross and Phil Parkinson as well, where you've been on the bench and maybe he's turned to someone else or they they haven't made a substitution. How do you kind of compartmentalise that and deal with sort of that disappointment Ahead of them playing for the twenty threes, or or next being involved in the first
0: team. Um, I'm 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 just trying to after that I'm just thinking. Okay, well, but I'm gonna prove that I'm better than that player, or better than that player for the next next day. And that's what I believe. Uh, that's what I believe that you have to do. You you can't you can't talk yourself or argue yourself into anything. You just have to prove action, you know. So prove in training why I should start or why why I sh- why I should have been brought on there to make it easier for the for the manager, so everything is just onto myself like yourself as a or as a player, you know so
1: yeah, yeah, another thing I have to touch on because it's something that we've kind of been putting our hair out watching as as fans is your experiences with the under 23s because I mean we've we've had a lot of success in the sunland academy before and 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 for whatever reason the last couple of years it's 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 been it's been really really tough how have you found sort of your experience with the twenty threes results haven't been great what's what's it like kind of coming into training and getting up for games when when the record hasn't been what what you'd hoped for
0: um obviously it's our life if, if i would say that it it's like uh it's fun you know uh, fun mm. is when you win uh, for example it's tough when you come home and people friends call you hey how was your game uh, and like yeah we lost next week we lost next week we lost you know uh, and family ask you how was the game we lost, we lost week in week out you know but you can't come in with the mentality and just accept that, just like losing you know you have to tr- try to change that it didn't, it didn't it didn't go so well for the whole whole team so it was a uh, I must say it was tough, it was tough, yeah, but um, as I said in the beginning, uh, I'm blessed and I'm grateful that I always get the chance, we can go to play football and, you know, always we always get the chance to change that, you know, and we have to be thankful to, to God and, you know, to that we can always get the opportunity, that's the good thing in football. It's always a chance for change, like, it's never too late, you know, so I was always motivated still after losing
1: stuff. Is it maybe extra difficult on yourself being one of the players who hasn't gone out on loan that's had more first team experience? You maybe look to as a leader in the group, as as, as one of sort of the, the more well known players. Does that put extra pressure and responsibility on you to sort of keep yeah. everyone going?
0: Yeah uh, um I know I know what you mean with that and I'll agree. Yeah there is there is a bit pressure yeah in in training to you have to be on top and make sure you're not one of the players that are lacking in the session because you're, like, one of the, like, you as you said, the, the players. So, um, but that's something I, like, I love, you know, I love, I love pressure. I love having pressure on me to to make sure that you have to be the one to, to, to make difference. You have to be the one to do this and that and to help, to help the team. And uh, I tried to do that every day and I always try to do that too for my whole life, you know. So, yeah, it was tough, but I love it still.
1: We spoke to Reuben Samet quite recently, who obviously was a part of the 23s and, like yourself, was just sort of on the brink of breaking through into the first team as well. And he talked cool. about how he really likes Elliot Dickman, he really liked the coaching and he just thought, it was a lot of outside factors and, and and other reasons that it's just really tough for Sunderland in its current state to compete against the the top academies in the country. Is that would you would you say, sim how, how how did you find sort of the coaching and the the preparation at that level?
0: Yeah, um, I would agree with Ruben. I I have respect and I like um, every single coach from Elliot Dickman to Fees and Proc and, and Prods and all of the, the young staff I respect them and uh, I have love for, for all of them so yeah like uh, as I say I would always have love for them and I would like to
1: Benjamin once again thank you so much for your time is there you said you you love the Sun fans we we don't know whether or not you're coming back we're hoping you're coming back is there a, a final message
0: I always keep saying that I, that I love the fans for like the way that made me feel when I when I been coming on or for example when I've scored so I was like feelings like that, you can't explain. So I always be grateful and thankful. Uh, it's a blessing. Yeah. And I always love the fans. Yeah.
1: The feelings very much mutual. And once again, thank you so much for your time and appearing on the podcast. And hopefully this is this is bye for now. And you'll be you'll be travelling back over from Sweden very shortly to to rejoin up with the lads. So, um thanks, thanks so much for your time, Benjamin.
0: Thank you. Thank
1: you too very much. No problem at all.